Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Welcome to the Gather Moms Podcast. This is episode 67. We are so excited to welcome a special guest today, Jana Howerton. We absolutely adore Jana. She is very special to Rebecca and I because she is the pastor's wife of our pastor and also our friend. She just drips wisdom. She loves the Lord. She's a homeschool mom to three, and she is regularly investing in women to help them flourish in their relationship with God. We just know that you are going to love this conversation, so let's jump in. Hey, Jana, welcome to the podcast. We just adore you, and we are so thankful to have you with us. You have been a highly requested guest by our podcast listeners, and we're so thankful to finally have you with us. So we would love to know what momming looks like for you. So you can tell us how many kids you have, what you guys are doing in the house. Just give us a little synopsis. Okay. Well, first, I just wanted to say I'm so honored to be here with you all. I love you guys, and I'm just I'm just so happy to be a part of this. So this is a, a joy to get to be here today. Um, so I have three kids. I have um, my daughter, Eliana, is 11. She's a fifth grader. And I have another daughter, Felicity, who is a first grader, and she's seven, and and then we have Hudson, who is two. And so he just brings a lot of fun and <laughs> busyness just to the mix. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the spunky cherry on the top. He is. And you homeschool. Yes, I do. I, I homeschool. We've homeschooled from the very beginning. And, um, you know, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. But it's also, I think, the best. And I, you know, I'm truly, truly happy that we get to do this as a family. That's amazing. I love it. You know, it. I hear that from all the homeschool moms. They're like, it's like the greatest thing. And like for me, public school mom on the outside, I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it is. Is I, I've heard I I've heard this joke that the um the hardest thing about being a homeschool mom is you're with your kids all the time. And the greatest thing about being a homeschool mom is you're with your kids all the time. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it is. It's very sanctifying when people are together. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and you're responsible for their education. Like, you're going to go out in the world one day and use this knowledge. I better teach it right. Yes. And and you do. You feel that pressure. Like, I know for me in particular, I whenever your kids have a success, it's their success. But whenever their failures come out, you feel like it's it's on you. It's okay. your failure. So sure. there's some challenge When she there. fails the social studies test, you're like, oh, I must have done a bad <laughs> job teaching that unit. <laughs> it's all me. It's Let's all retest. Me. Let's yes. retest. And like when your kids are, you know, everybody has their strengths. And so, um, so Eliana has a ton of strengths, but then you'll see like, oh man, you're, we had to work on your spelling and it feels like it's all your fault. Okay. Yeah. yeah this is where I messed up and it's hard to see 
where right yes. but it's really the failures and the strengths aren't necessarily even on you yeah it's uh, okay it's tough sell us on homeschooling like we need to know <laughs> I what know are, that i'm buying no I ain't buying. what are the perks rebecca and i have a real hard time i actually did pray about this before we sent caleb to school i really thought we were gonna homeschool i have never prayed about it <laughs> well maybe during covid when i had to but i don't want to hear what god has to say i'm like mm, mm, okay I'm nervous. but seriously what are the perks well, it. I mean, you you really are with your kids all the time, okay. and so I mean, there's so many opportunities to, uh, you know, just discipleship and to yeah. to lean into things. And I think um, the bond that especially my girls have, I really feel like it's forged because we are together all the time, okay. and they learn how to. Yeah, just like any kids, they disagree and you know argue, and there's a big a big gap in their ages, but they just, they truly, truly love one another. And I think it's because they are forced to work through it because we are always together. You know what? And that's so interesting. And it's interesting that you brought up COVID because I think all the things you just said are what happened in our homes during the pandemic, right? Yes. We were forced to be here together and like figure it out together. We did see some really cool things happen in our family. So that's neat. Yeah. So way to go. (laughs) I I definitely. I love y'all, but I I know what I'm. I don't think you need to feel pressure. I think it's a, you know, that it's one of those things. It's a, it's a calling from the Lord. And like, just, I mean, I think you, as you seek him and you're praying and you're seeking what he wants for your life, I follow that lead, do that. And I, th- I think your family will be happier for it. Yeah. And good. I will cheer you on with my cowbell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Way to go. go I, homeschool. I still want to be at a game with you to hear that cowbell. Oh, we got yes. some chances. Yes. We got some chances. Don't you worry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Listen, Rebecca is something <laughs> else. Yes. Okay, so Jana, we're talking about mom interruptions, and we're going to talk about some of the big interruptions that you've seen yeah. in your life, but I thought it would be cool to kick us off and kind of talk about what are some of those little, because it's the little interruptions, the day-to-day that really yeah. grind us. You know, that really get us to the end of our rope, but it's like, wow, I didn't realize how much these little interruptions are rocking my little personal kingdom here and making me very irritated with life or making things feel unstable. So Uh, for me personally, I um, have this, I'm sitting here recording with you guys with this big old bandage on my nose because I went in to go get this little spot cut off of my nose and they said, well, this is cancer. And then they went in and they cut and they cut and they cut. And then it looked like you guys that somebody had taken a, like a ice cream scoop, an ice cream scoop and scooped out my nose. That's so hard. It was, and I didn't expect it. They hand you a mirror. Like, are you just laying on the table and then they hand you the mirror? Not until they took me to the plastic surgeon. So, and I didn't know I was going to have to see the plastic surgeon. Because when I'd gone in before and they had, like, done the original where they just, like, cut away the thing that was questionable. I mean, you guys, that was so quick and easy. Yeah. So then after this whole thing, after they scooped me once, they went and put it under a microscope, came back, and they were like, we need a double scoop, you know? So I was like, (laughs) all right, so they scooped me again. And then it was so much that they said I had to go see the plastic surgeon. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then he hands me a mirror and I'm like, my man, somebody should have like, this should come with a warning. Yeah, yeah it should. I understand because I've been in your, your seat before, but it should, they should warn you what it's going to look like. After. Yes. <laughs> and you know, they see it all day long, yes. right? They see it all day long. So I think there's a part of them that like forgets that like, guys, this is my face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that the surgeon said something like, you're in the least amount he's taken out of a yes, spot? Yes, which was crazy. He said if he sees 100 people, oh. I'm in the top five smallest of what he sees. Oh which makes goodness. you think, oh, so- okay, I'm good. And then they <laughs> hand you the mirror and you're like, I'm sorry, what is the other 95%? Yes. Because yes. they're bad. 
you know? And it will grow back. I promise you that. Okay. It does It does grow back, and it's going to be okay. <laughs> but I understand. It's like when it's on your face, it's yes. not fun. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm talking to the new little – okay, so then they grafted skin from my neck to put on my nose. I feel like I'm talking to the little new skin graft on my nose. I'm like, grow, grow baby. Grow. grow. This is your new home. Make a home here. Did, did they tell you what to put on it? Like you need to be putting vitamin E on it? It's or? just antibiotic ointment. Okay. Three times a day, you know. Yeah. And it's just, the whole thing's just nasty. I always feel like when you have something on your face and you are looking out, like your eye, That's like all. naturally falls to whatever. It's all you see. It's all you see. It? 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. looking at you guys and I can see you through the Band-Aid and I can see you through the Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and you anyway. might need a little bit of a tan on your face because yeah. that Band-Aid's a little darker. Yeah, than I know. Got to do a color oh. match. <laughs> But honestly, you know, I mean, it was for sure an interruption. I was surprised by how much it interrupted my life, I think, of just like, whoa. First of all, like, this made me very emotionally tender. I'm mm. physically tender, you know. And it just threw off the rhythm of the week. And I've caught myself, like, trying to play catch up to, like, okay, I, I've got to take a little slower pace here because my yeah. body is just feeling like I've been through the ringer. And that's okay. But it just, it was a, an interruption. Yes, Yeah. On a lighter note, Rebecca has had an interruption with her 16-year-old boy. I have a 16-year-old. Yes. And he got a car, um, which I told him to thank the Lord because he dropped it from heaven because that's where it came from. Because y'all all all know Facebook Marketplace is like a jungle right now. Yes. But I see that truck sitting on the road. Is he driving it? Okay. school? So when we gave him the car on Sunday for his birthday, he was like, all right, so I'm driving to school tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just because you have a vehicle doesn't mean you get to drive it. And Greg's like, what? Rebecca, why did we give him a vehicle if he's not? I'm like, because. Well, he, he has his license then, right? He has his license, but the school parking lot, that's where things get broken. Oh. I don't want somebody opening their car door. I know it's an old truck. It's not even new, but I'm like, you need to park far away from everybody else. <laughs> I want you in a solo spot with plenty of bubble wrap around you so nobody hurts your car. That's like, so when is he going to get to start driving to Okay, school? so then here's the deal. So on Wednesday, I had a commitment that morning, and so I couldn't take anybody to school. It had just rained. I don't know if you remember. We had a big storm last week, and I was like, okay, you have to. I don't have a choice. So really, the Lord was in his favor because uh, it was like the timing huh? just happened. And mm. once he did it once, I was like, well, that wasn't so bad. All right, go to school. Get, okay. get yourself to school. Yes. <laughs> That's, yeah. So I'm out. I'm That's like, good. all right, you're doing your own thing. And now you're going to love it. And you now I'm going to so love much it. more freedom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Greg is still like, take the back roads, don't get on the highway, I'm watching your speed. He gets on Find My iPhone and he like watches the little (laughs) blue dot travel all the way to school so that he knows I don't do that. Once I say yes, I'm out. I'm like, live your best life. So I I don't know. I bet you're so much more peaceful because of it though. Oh yes. I have no idea what's happening on the road. (laughs) That's that's good. No idea. (laughs) Oh, I love, I'm so thankful that y'all are traveling this road before us Mm -hmm. so we get to see y'all figure this out before i have to do this well and he's a great kid so we're starting with a great kid he makes good choices and so i'm like you know what set the stage good for the brother and sister coming behind yeah we're a little little unsure about them (laughs) we'll see what happens and they're gonna be great they have great parents well that's right they do i have some issues So apparently not as many driving issues because now that he's on the road, I'm like, all right, say hi to people for me, wave. Yeah. yeah. I did call him on, on the way to school the other day and he didn't answer and I was so proud. Oh, That's good. good. That's what you want. Because he was yeah. driving. So when he got to school, he called me back and I was like, I'm so proud you didn't answer the phone. That so, is great. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's good. Yeah. It's like I'm testing him. Yeah. yeah. Will you answer while you you're driving? You taught him well. I, did. I love it. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, Jana, what about you? Any little interruptions this this week? You, you know, this is like the first week I feel like I have um, not really had many, but like we, awesome. so we have recently moved and we have had all the interruptions. So right. we renovated a house and then we thought we were finished. Um, it, it got <laughs> finished later than it was supposed to. So we had to move into it um, that way. And then, um, oops, just kidding. There's a, a leak in our kitchen and the, <laughs> the floor has to be torn back out and oh, put no. back in. So. Um, so just crazy. Our H two HVAC units went out, and we had to replace those. Um, I'm sorry. After you bought it, can you like go back and be like, "Hey, we're gonna need a discount." Because <laughs> yeah, because that's had, expensive. So just yeah. all the things. Refrigerator went out. We had a dishwasher go out. So it's been all the things. And then you know, like this week is kind of like, oh, yeah. It's kind of calm, oh, so hallelujah. it's been really nice. Really oh, nice. I'm so thankful for that for you. <laughs> me too. Me too. It's like, oh, spring is here. Yes. It's coming. The and sun is out. Yes. Yeah. It, it makes you feel so different. So oh. yeah, we're in a. We're. I feel like we're in a good season right now. Oh, I love that for you. Yes. That is awesome. So, so we have been talking about you know interruptions, and it really is you know, like homeschool, these interruptions yeah. are a sanctifying thing, right? Definitely. Because, and so sanctifying, for our mamas listening that may not know, that's a very churchy word, but it means that it makes us learn the way of Jesus and look like him, right? Sanctify yes. means to make holy. So when we are constantly interrupted as mamas, it reminds us over and over that we lack control really over our lives to a certain extent and that that's okay because God is in control and we can lean on him and that our lives are not about ourselves. They're about him. Yeah. Um, and there are people who need us as mamas and as we serve them, you know, our lives just, they don't always go according mm-hmm. to our plan. And I love that you're here to talk with us in this season because you came to our minds because, um, you know, the topic of interruption, I mean, just even, especially just what you've just been through in this season <laughs> of interruptions. Um, but I know that just your life has been marked by holy interruptions that were maybe not part of Jana's plan, That's right. but that were part of God's plan. And so just, we just want to hear a little bit about your story today of just what God has done in, you know, maybe what you had planned for yourself as young Jana or as 20-year-old Jana, and then, you know, you start making those plans, and then God says, well, actually, we're going to go a different direction. Tell us some of that. Okay. Um, Goodness. It's kind of like, where do you start? Sure. Um, Because there's so many things. Um, So I guess I'll just kind of take you through a little bit of of our, like, history of just different things that I I didn't see coming. So they would have been, like, interruptions. So, um. So Josh and I, um, my husband Josh and I were married for about three years, and uh, we were doing student ministry in Kentucky, and we loved that, and God called us to be um, a part of a church plant in Tennessee um, called The Bridge, and so um, so we knew, you know, God was calling us there, and we felt just very excited for what he was about to do. Yeah. And um, right before we move, I find out I have melanoma. Okay. And so we go through just all of the, um, you know, just health stuff. And and because they caught it so quickly, I didn't have to face, like, chemo and okay. radiation and all that. So it was just, like, seeing God's hand so much there. Wow. Um, 
And then so we move and it was in the middle of the like economic um, housing market crash okay. in, of, two, of 2008. And right. so we can't sell our condo. So we live is a blessing getting to live with Josh's parents for a year, but we're still newlyweds. Yes. And so it's yes. like, we missed having our own place. Yeah. And so definitely an interruption there. And then, um, you know, then moving into um, our marriage after, you know, we'd been married for five years and still not able to conceive. Um, we had, from the very beginning, Josh and I always knew we were going to adopt at okay. least, um, we wanted to adopt at least twice. Okay. Um, but we also thought biological children were going to be a part of God's story for us. We thought we were going to have this very large family, and um, sometimes I laugh at that now. Um, but <laughs> but we, we thought, you know, that was all going to be part of the plan. And God just um, showed us that he had different plans for us. And I'll get to talk about this in a little bit. But, you know, when you're in it, you don't know that they're going to turn out good and they're going to be better, and you would— choose it every time if you had known what you know now. Um, but just like walking through that and, and the pain, we didn't, you know, see that coming in our lives. And then, um, and then as you all know, like, um, we had, after we had been at our church in Tennessee for 10 and a half years, God called us down here and we, um, now I'm like I feel like I was born to be a Texan. So I mean like nice. I feel yes, like girl. I am where I am supposed to be yes. and yes. I am so grateful and so thankful. But we didn't see it coming. We yeah. thought now Josh's dad had planted the bridge and so we thought, "Hey, this is where God has called us to be for the rest of our life. We sure. will we will pastor here, you know, until till we are dead." And that was just not God's plan. And we didn't, didn't see it coming, but God did. And we just got to see how he works all things out for good. And it's like, I like absolutely love what God's doing. I love getting to be a part of what God's doing here. Um, but it's like, you you have to walk in fear a little bit, you know, just not, not knowing, like, you know, what things are like where you currently are, but it's like, can it be this good? Can it, can it even be maybe better? Um, on the other side of things. Wow, Jana. I mean, honestly, it like just for somebody listening, it feels like a lot. Yeah. Like to go through all those different stages and to feel like I think we all had those dreams. You know, when we get married, we have dreams for what our life's gonna look like, how many kids we're gonna have, where we're gonna live. And so for you to have to go through, you know, like interruption after interruption. And we're so excited you're here in Texas, but I mean, in the process of that, you're learning a lot about God and yourself. And so tell us, like, what have you learned about yourself and God through these interruptions? Yeah. Um, okay. So some of the things that I learned most about myself during that time was that um, the desire to want to be in control runs deep and strong in me. It's yeah. like, I think the natural response is, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to make this easier? And over the years, God um, has really had to teach me to pry my hands loose, um, just in trust and glad surrender to him. Ugh. Glad surrender. Glad surrender. That's yeah. the key right there. Yeah. Because I is. think... God pries lots of things loose from our hands, but yes. I can't say that I'm always glad in yes. the midst of it. So yes. that is really challenging. It is. It is a challenge. Colossians um, has it has a verse that says, um, with all endurance and patience with joy, that there's like this patience with joy that we can pray for that to have as we're waiting that there's, we can, you know, waiting in this patience and having joy in it of like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing, but 
I trust you here. Yes, yes. That's the place I, that's where I want to get to, to where it's just a, hey, when it happens, it's just like, no, I'm, I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to remain joyful no matter what happens because I know God is in control and he has this. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, you know, just living in a fallen world, um, very imperfect things happen and, um, you know, it's tempting to want to fix those things or um, to have those things change, but that's not always possible. And it's in those places um, that you're drawn to your knees and mm-hmm. you seek Jesus. And that's where you grow the most because only he can fix it and right. only he can change it. And those are the places that cultivated my prayer life. That's good. Yeah. That's right. Because when we can see how it's all going to work out, you know, we kind of start to lean on our own understanding, right? Of like, okay, well, I know how to do this or that. But when we don't know, when we have no idea how to handle what's coming next, you're right. That's when we call on God and we trust in him instead of ourselves. Absolutely. That's where we grow. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's so good. I really think just the idea of glad surrender, the idea of patience, the idea of prayer, you know, it's so funny as a mom, like, I feel like prayer is like part of our job description, Yes, but we don't do it enough. I mean, even though I know I should be praying about all these things, I don't do it enough. All those things are wonderful things. So now tell us, what do you think you learned about God during those interruptions? You learned a lot about yourself. What did you learn about God? Well, um, he always speaks to me through scripture. Um, And he has given me just some anchor verses in my life that um, have really become like life verses to me. First, um, I think he taught me through all the change, and I think this is very foundational um, for us as we walk through change and interruptions and hardship. Um, His character doesn't change. He is present, and he is doing something new. So you can trust God because his character remains the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And um, he taught me this through through this verse in Psalm 145 um, in verses 13 through 14. If you have the time, read the whole chapter. It's it's perfect um, because it's his word, but it says, The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. And I think that that hit me at such significant places, places where I was in deep grief and mourning um, because it reminded me, you know, I may be in pain and it's okay. Like, don't, like, Sin, it is not sinful to be grieving or to be having a a hard time. But um, it just was my reminder that God is kind, and that is his character. That does not change no matter what I'm going through. It doesn't negate the fact that he is kind and good and merciful. And um, I was going to see kindness in what he was working in my life. And so he was going to be the one who um, upheld me, too. It says that he upholds all who are falling. And so I knew he wasn't going to let me fall too far. So I definitely learned that about his character. And then I learned he is present. So what we view as an interruption or something that wasn't part of our plan, it's God's call to draw near to him. Yeah. And um, he taught me this through, like, I— if you hear me talk um, often, I always want to talk from Isaiah, and I just have so much to share from Isaiah because God just really has spoken to me through that book, but he has taught me in Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 2, it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Yes. And so when you are his, like you are protected, you are cared for, and it says when you pass through the waters. So not if. 
It's when you're going to go through hard times, you're going to go through challenges, but I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume, consume you. And so, um, that was just my reminder, no matter what I'm going through, like, I think we think whenever things are going well, God's with us, but you know, when it's, it's telling us right now, when you have trouble, he is with you and he is steadfast. And so you're in good company. If you're in a, in a hard place, just seek him because he is already present. He is already with you. He is already active and um, he's already working. And he, it, from that same chapter, God showed me in Isaiah um, 43 verses 18 through 19 that God is doing something new. So if you are in this place of like, just struggle and not knowing what's going on. God is working newness in your life. And um, it says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do not perceive it. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God doesn't, he doesn't always want to do the same thing in our life. Sometimes he wants to do something new, something different, so whatever you're facing, you can see it as an opportunity for God to use um, use it to bring about something new in your life, something different that you didn't expect. You may not know where he's going to take you, but you know that he's working all things out for your good and his glory. So it's going to be good. Oh, that brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> I feel like I needed that reminder this morning, you know, and I, I wonder if there's, I think there's moms on the other side listening that are going, yeah, I, I needed to remember God is good and kind and, you know, that it may feel like the waters are going to overtake me, but they won't because he's got me. He won't, he won't let you fall. That's right. Right. With, with him ever before me, I will not be shaken. Well, and I love what you said about you, you made this idea like an interruption. I think sometimes we take as a surprise, like I'm surprised, God's surprised, everybody's surprised. And the way you just framed that was that God almost plans some of these interruptions because he realizes he needs to teach us something. Yes. And when everything's going great and life is wonderful, I don't learn as well. <laughs> Me either. As when yeah. things are hard and I'm right. having to draw near to him, what you said about him being present. You are on your knees and you're yeah. seeking his face and he shows up. Yeah. And I think that's the same for us as moms. Like when yep. my kid's life is going great, I'm really happy for them. But I'm like, dude, it's not going to always be this way. So I got to teach you something new. Yeah. So put the iPad down and come over here and I'm going to teach you how to fold some clothes, you yeah. know? Yes. And they don't like it. They roll their eyes. They're frustrated. <laughs> and so it's like that with God. You know, I'm like, I'm frustrated, God. Everything was going great. Why did I have to have this interruption? But God's on the other side going, I need to teach you something. And you're not listening so good when everything's going great. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and in our kids, when they are having hard times, isn't that when we forge such a bond with them? Yes. Right? When we mm-hmm. have to get into those deep, hard places with them. And, you know, I don't, I'm never going to be a woman who's going to ask for God to send hard things my way. <laughs> but I can honestly, with a sincere heart, praise him genuinely for those places that have been so hard because that is where I found him to be so good and kind. Yes. And it's without those moments, I don't know where I'd be in my walk with him. If he hadn't allowed those things in my life, you know, that is where he showed himself and I really got to know him. Absolutely. I mean, that's where we know him the deepest. Like we can read about him and learn about him through scripture and that we need to be doing that. But when we are walking with him and seeking him, we know him in a much, much deeper, more personal way. Yeah, that's so good. 
So, you know, for those moms that are listening and their worlds are being interrupted right now, what would you want them to know? Yeah, um, you might be tempted to think that you're going to be okay when what you're going through is over. But I I just want to encourage you with with the truth that um, our hope is not in the end of a season. It's in the power of a living God being with us in the midst of it. Um, He sees you. God sees you. He's present. He's working. He's still writing your story. He has, he has not finished. And I've, I've heard this saying, don't put a period where God put a comma. Mm-hmm. And so he's still writing. It's not over. He's, he's at work. So cling to Jesus and know that he's giving you a testimony that tells of his goodness and his grace. He is kind in all things. Gosh, that is so good. Well, I love what you said, too. It's not the end of a season. Because I do think yeah. I like get excited, like, okay, this is almost over. You know, oh, girl. It's almost done. Yeah. Everything's going back to normal. For sure. Life's going to be fine. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, I don't know. I wonder if God just giggles. He's like, oh, sweet girl. Yeah. <laughs> I got more. Because I got it's, more. It's like you may have a little bit of a lull, but hey, a new season's coming and it's going to have its own interruptions That's and right. more to learn, more to teach. And yeah. We're I, always craving rest, right? Yes. It's always like, I, I want to get through this so that we can rest, so that we can have a breather. And, you know, I think what you're saying is our only real rest is found in God, you know, yes. and he offers us the rest of God, right? That Sabbath rest, that that holy, good rest where he takes on our burdens and we walk with him and, you know, that we can experience every day, no matter what is going on in our lives. Absolutely. So let's let's ask this question. If you could go back, <laughs> would you do anything differently when those divine interruptions happened? Or looking ahead to the future, are you mm-hmm. like, okay, next time, this is how I want to handle that? Yeah, I wish I would be slower to fear and worry. Um, I think just knowing that God has all things in his hands and he is in control. Um, I would, like... He God has asked me to do a lot of hard things in my life, um, but and and I, I do them because I love Him and I want to be obedient to His call. But I think sometimes I can get caught up in the the fear, just kind of like even like Moses, like but God, me, why why me? Like yeah. I'm this this and this, and I can't do that. And I think I just wish I would like just what you were talking about earlier, Kate. Just joy, just like walk in it with joy. Like I don't know, I don't understand. But if God's called me to this, I'm just going to walk in glad surrender and I'm going to be joyful and just not so scared all the time because Satan wants us scared Yeah. Um, because then we're, we're less fruitful. Um, so I just would like to just walk in fullness of joy and just um, glad surrender to what the Lord wants to do. Well, so interesting that you said that because when I, from a far look, I think you're one of the most joyful people. Like, I feel like you always are like looking for God in those things. Yeah. You're expressing yourself in joy when I see you out and about. And honestly, we don't know what happens behind the closed doors, but I just want you to know, I think I see that as a fruit coming out in you you. in the midst of that. And sometimes you have to decide to be joyful, even if you don't feel it. So it's like, you know, sometimes I think people think we're being fake, but part of it is just that obedient choice. What you said, no, in my, you know, deep in my heart, I'm still worried and afraid, but God has commanded me to be joyful. And so I'm going to step out in that. And hopefully the emotions are going to catch up. Absolutely. And I think God, we see God do that. Like when we set our mind on something like, okay, I, this is how I feel, but my 
feelings are not always right. So I'm going to set my mind upon what the word says, and I'm going to walk in that. And so when we walk in obedience, then we see the fruit of God doing that in our lives. Definitely. That's so good. Okay, Janet, thank you so much for having this conversation with us today. Having me. I know this is going to be one of our mama's absolute favorites. Um, It's one of mine. I love, I honestly, I feel selfish. I mean, I feel like you ministered to me today. I needed this word. And so I am so thankful to be reminded of just the goodness and the kindness of God that he's got me and I can Mm -hmm. find my rest in him. Even if I have a bandage on my face for two weeks, I don't have to wait for the end of two weeks for life to be good. I can find God good right here, right right now in this moment as he's drawing me closer to him. So we want our mamas to be able to connect with you. Tell them how, how can they find you on the socials? Okay. Um, well, thank you for having me. I, this has been so much fun. I have loved this so much. It's been so good to just get to spend time with y'all and I've loved it. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook just under Jana Howerton. And um, I have a Facebook group called Flourish um, with Jana Howerton, and you can feel free to join that group and be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Tell them about the book club. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, right now, we're doing um, monthly book clubs where I pick a book, and then we just kind of discuss it as a group. And I've done Bible studies on um, on this group, and um, I think in the coming months, we might have some new things coming out. So that's Yay. all I'll tease out for right now, okay. but just trying to just walk in maybe a new season of obedience and seeing what the Lord does. Okay. Fantastic. Well, we will link all of that in the show notes. Thank you again so much, Jana, for being here. You're the best. You're the best. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We're all the best. I love this. This was great. I so so enjoyed this. (laughs) Okay. We love you moms. We'll see you next time. Bye. Do you know a mom who needs support and encouragement? Send her the link to the Gather Moms podcast today and connect her to this community. You can also help other moms find this podcast by leaving a rating and review.